0: Welcome to the Midtown Midweek, where we take the sermon from Sunday and unpack it a little more. Um, This is your host, Melissa Fennell. I'm joined by my co-host, Jake Blair. Hey, Jake. Hey. How's it
1: going? Going great. How
0: are you? So great. Um, And joining us today, I'm so excited, Pastor Aunt Frederick from our Two Notch campus. Hey, Hey. Aunt. Hey, yo, What's up? How's it going?
2: I'm good. I'm good. Glad to be here. Glad to be on the pod with y'all. Yeah. So glad you're here. It's good. Yeah.
1: It's been a minute since you've been on this podcast. Yeah, it's been months. It's been close
2: to about a year.
1: You've been on mm. here one time for wow. First
2: Timothy. Wow. I am missing out. <laughs> yeah. I am missing out. Yeah. But I'm excited. I'm excited to be here. I love yeah, talking man. about God's word and um there's always stuff you wish you could put in the sermon, but you can't. Mm. So I'm excited to be here.
1: Yeah. Love that. I love that. So, we are in week two of our series with Philippians, and we are doing a corporate practice across our family of churches doing gratitude. So, trying to think through ways that we are thankful, where where we've seen Jesus at work, Uh, even when things are tough and life is hard, recognizing God is on the throne, He's sovereign, He loves us, He's doing all things for our good. So, we want to cultivate this practice of gratitude so that we can be people of joy. So, question I want to be asking y'all... Uh, really for the course of this series is what are you thankful for this week? So Ant, because you're our guest, yeah, I'm going to kick that over to you first. What's yeah. one
2: thing you're thankful for? So as a parent, there's a lot of things that you try and they don't always go well. Sometimes you have good, you feel like you have really good ideas. At least I feel like I do. And I try and it's like, that didn't that didn't work at all. <laughs> and so one of the things that myself and my wife have been trying to do is you know, teach good work ethic, good per- perseverance to our children. And so, a lot of things I have tried have not gone great. And so, I tried recently uh, trying to help ask them to find something that they really enjoyed doing that was productive. And I said, All right, for six months, you're going to do three times a week. I wanted them to work at getting really good at that. So, They did. And so far now, we're only like a week and a half in, but I'm going to be grateful for for this week and a half that I have (laughs) that has been going well. Uh, But so one of my kids, my, my wife likes to run. And one of my eight-year-olds, he wants to run with her. So three times a week, he's getting out there so far, running pushing himself, growing in perseverance. He's been doing great, like literally running and saying, I want to quit, but I'm not going to, I want to quit, but I'm not going to. And you know, that's the, for me, it's important for children to be able to work hard, but also being able to persevere when they want to quit It's just something that I feel like is uh, a blessing for anyone who who has a strength in that area. Uh, And for one of my children, uh, he was like, I want to learn. The, to play the keyboard. Um, we have my wife's old keyboard from when she was a kid upstairs. And he there's a song that he likes on YouTube. And we found a YouTube video of someone teaching how to play this song. Cool. So 30 minutes, three times a week, he's up there trying to learn this song. And he's, you know... on pointer fingers only (laughs) for the melody of the song of the chorus and uh he's been sticking with it he's been enjoying getting better and we're trying to celebrate them getting better so uh a week and a half in man it's going great and i'm grateful for this week and a half that is going great even if you know a week down the road it's not going great anymore i'm I'm grateful for this
1: yeah you said stick with it for how long six months six months is what we have
2: agreed to you got to okay. stick with it until you get good. And hopefully at the end of that six months, they've noticed that, you know, this was a really good, positive experience and hopefully they continue to stick to it after that. We'll see. Yeah. I love that. I mean, about that time is maybe when I'll be back on the podcast. Oh. And maybe hmm. we can update. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Remind yeah. me how that goes. Yeah. That's awesome. Melly.
1: what's one thing you're thankful for this week?
0: I was thinking through, you know, we're starting to make changes on Sundays now that like, stuff in the world is kind of shifting back a little bit to normal and so something i was thinking about is how grateful i am for our church leadership and our pastors and our staff and just seeing all of the um heart and the care that they put into every decision that is made and like just wanting to lead our people well and love them well i'm really thankful for that
1: yeah that's awesome.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. great. What about you, Jake? Oh, me. What are you grateful me? for? Uh, I am
1: thankful for rest. Uh, Ooh, recently, we went on a on a family vacation. I know I've said this before. Struggle with like work idolatry, productivity, but it was like that. That wasn't really a thing. My phone was turned off the entire time. Wow. Opened my computer maybe like once or twice to just nice. check on some stuff, but other than that, nice. I mean, it was five to six days of. Completely unplugged, just Mm -hmm. enjoying God, enjoying my family. And this is the first day that I'm back coming from vacation, but even just time with Jesus this morning was just really sweet because it's like, this is a, I'm not trying to get into this posture just for vacation, but like there's something to cultivate on vacation to just like whenever Mm -hmm. I am resting with the Lord, it's like I can get back to this place and I don't need to like, travel all these miles away to get into this place of contentment Mm. and rest and gratitude. So Mm. yeah, really thankful for rest and that our church family lets us, uh, just as staff and leaders of our church, allows us to do that when ministry can be really exhausting and tiring
2: that they value that we get away and recoup. And so just very appreciative of that. That's awesome, man. That is is very much something to be grateful for. Sometimes you know, I've gone on vacations with my family before, before. I I come back more tired than when than when mm-hmm. I left. Yeah. So that's that's awesome, man. That's a, that's a tremendous blessing because also obviously I've had vacations as well that are, that were restful. But yeah, that's awesome, man.
1: It. I realized I might be onto something, but it was five six days of the vacation, and I realized the first two days are just adjusting to yeah. a new place with kids. Yep. Like uh, the first yeah. couple days was not restful because I'm like. I don't know what to do with you guys. We're Mm -hmm. in a different place. I don't have structure no routine, but then by day three, your mind kind of adjusts. And then once you're there, then you can sort of like, yeah, go with the flow. Yeah. At least for me, I don't know if that's the case for you
2: with kids. That's great. Oh no, I, I, I have no idea. I, I don't know if I get into the flow <laughs> at all. Maybe that's something I need to work on more is uh, getting that routine established and getting some structure going.
0: And Jake, remind us, I don't know if you said this, where were you when you were resting this past weekend?
2: Yeah, we were
1: in the Bahamas. Okay. We were generously gifted with a trip there.
0: Now, the Bahamas sounds great, but we all know Columbia is great also. And what mm. do we like to say around here, Jake? you would rather like, on a our- Yes, okay.
1: Ba, ba, ba. Music, music, music.
2: Do you know about this part? No. <laughs> so you just think we're crazy right now. So I, I have heard of this. I've heard, of, I've heard okay. this phrase thrown out there before. Okay. About I don't know everything that's going on right now.
0: So in the podcast. <laughs> He's like, I'll never be on here again. You people are crazy.
1: (laughs) Uh, In the podcast episode, one of us always tries to say the phrase, Columbia, you'd rather be here. And then Mm. there's a musical break. And then we talk about a local business that we're digging about Columbia.
2: Okay. That makes sense now. I'm
1: with it. I'm with it. (laughs) You're going to listen to the finished product of this and think, oh, I get it now. That's so (laughs) cool.
0: This was so seamless. Man, good job, guys.
1: And is there a local business in the city right now
2: you're loving that you want to point our people towards? I have to. Absolutely. Um, it's a place I wish I would have found out about earlier. Ooh. It's actually not far from where we meet on Two Notch Road. I was meeting with another pastor that, that serves uh, some of the same neighborhoods and communities as Midtown Two Notch. We were catching up. He was like, let's let's meet at Ray's Diner. I, was like, I don't know what Ray's Diner He's like, you don't know what Ray's Diner is? I was like, no. Ray's Diner. But apparently I should now. And I feel bad that I don't because of the way you said that. <laughs> And so we we meet there. I mean, it's less than half a mile from where we meet at on Two Notch Road, which is near the corner of Two Notch and Beltline. And it's a it's a mom and pop. And uh, I tell people it just it, the food just takes you home. Like you just get mm. you get you something you want your mom to cook on the menu and just enjoy it. I've taken some of the pastors there before. Was, I've taken quite a few people. Uh, I like the, the, the fish and grits. Uh, I, I mess with that. That'd be a fish recommendation. That'd be a recommendation okay. for me, uh, okay. to go in there with the, with the fish and grits, but, uh, reasonable prices, good food. I don't know if they still do it. They used to have a, a special on Fridays for ribs, bro. Oh, they got ribs, bro. It, it's not, it's not every day, but they used to have it on Fridays. I don't know if they still do. I Rocking haven't been as much since ribs. the pandemic, but, uh, those ribs, I remember thinking I am robbing you. I'm robbing you. I'm not paying you much money at all. And I am eating wonderful ribs right now. I'm sorry that I'm robbing you, but I will continue to do so. Trying to support local businesses. (laughs) I looked them
1: up on Facebook. I looked at their, they have 621 reviews on Mm -hmm. Google. It's Mm a... four and a half stars out of five. There you go. I'm on Facebook. I look at the reviews. Their top review... Let's go. Aunt Frederick. Let's go. What did I say? The top <laughs> review. Bruh, their barbecue ribs made my whole soul happy. <laughs> <laughs> in case you thought I was lying, I'm real with mine. I'm real with it.
0: When I'm did he write that? How long ago?
1: That was April 9th, 2020. Amazing. Yeah. Race Diner, it's going to be on our show notes. Let's close this spot up. All right, so the sermon, The Unstoppable Kingdom. Mm -hmm. and thank you so much for preaching for us. I think our whole family of churches was really blessed by it, so thank you
2: for teaching for us.
1: And what were some things that didn't make the final cut of the sermon?
2: Yeah, I didn't really spend a lot of time getting into ways that the sermon resonates with, with my life as far as ways that I, through pursuing joy in Christ and through valuing Him, I press through things that are difficult and things that whoever that I feel caused me a significant amount of suffering. And one of the ways that that happens in my life is I very often have a lot of conversations about race and the things that black people have endured in our country. I'm moving a lot of majority white Christian spaces and I have a lot of conversations with, I, with white brothers and sisters and legitimately most of the time those conversations go really well. Um, But I also intentionally try to have conversations with brothers and sisters that disagree and probably would argue pretty strongly against things that I would say about the oppression that black people have experienced and the effects, the lingering Mm -hmm. effects of it. Uh, And sometimes they say things that are very hurtful. But what I think happens is you have some people that are so, some brothers and sisters in the faith that are so disconnected from black christians even black mm-hmm. brothers and sisters in the faith that they've never heard a lot of the things that i say that, mm-hmm. that i say to them and they have a lot of assumptions about what i mean when i say those things and sometimes they say things that are legitimately extremely hurtful but mm. because of like i i value unity in the body of christ like it's important and uh, i think a lot of it's because of how politicized all this stuff is but there there are some quote-unquote camps that like really don't have face-to-face conversation like sit down over a meal it's we we argue with each other over facebook over twitter or, or yeah. in the comment section or wherever it is and so I, I feel called by the lord to be intentional about setting up face-to-face conversations with people that i know disagree with me with people that i know are going to that believe things and, are, and christians are going to say things that i know are hurtful to me because i feel like uh, unless someone is willing to make that step uh, people who don't have conversations with Black Christians about this face to face, how are they going to understand? Like, how are they mm. going to uh, know the perspective that I have if it's just going back and forth on Facebook, right? So right. Uh, I expose myself to a lot of just my feelings being hurt and a lot of um, things that people say based on stereotypes that they have about Black people and telling me they feel like I'm I'm just making excuses for and for people not working hard, and it's like you've never actually met. Or, or build any meaningful relationship with the demographic of people that you're referring to. So hmm. I feel called to that. I feel called to pursuing unity in the faith amongst the, in the body of Christ. And I know it's going to be pain. I know I'm going to have to be patient and long suffering, but I, I feel called to it. It's, it's worth it. It's like um, somebody's going to have to take these lumps. If we're going to pursue unity uh, in the faith uh, across racial lines and I feel like God has called me to it, and it's something that I that I plan to continue to do um, for as long as I feel like is is what He has me to do. I think there's
1: something too to be applied to all of us. I mean, whenever we are talking with folks, to just always err on the side of face to face, yeah, in person interaction yeah. rather than. Uh, I am starting to stray even away from like text and email of just like mm-hmm. I just want face to face interaction. Mm-hmm. That's going to solve a whole. Mess of like uh reading into tone, miscommunication. If I can just Mm -hmm. interact with Mm -hmm. someone face to face, absolutely,
0: yeah. I don't uh hearing you talk, I think I feel more grieved that we all aren't having those conversations. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I I don't think it's something that you feel like you have to do alone, but I don't, I don't know, I feel challenged. Of like, I, 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 I know the people that you were referring to, I also know them, and so um wanting to be spurred on to also have those conversations you know
1: yeah all of us are called to pursue unity within the body of Christ so mm-hmm. i'm just even thinking uh you know let's say person in our church family has a face to face conversation with someone they disagree with them yeah what is what runs through your mind mm-hmm. whenever you disagree mm-hmm. with someone Yeah, to just be able to like create some anchoring to help you pursue unity, even in the midst of your face to face, and they say something that.
2: And this is the part of just like pursuing, being relentless and being unstoppable by the power of the Holy Spirit is, Mm. um, I'm listening first, and I'm listening to understand, and and a lot of the time my mindset is, I'm not going to try to make any assertions or make any major points. Until I have listened enough to be at a place where I can say, uh, I know why you see it that way, that it actually makes sense to me why you see it that way, even though I completely disagree (laughs) with Mm -hmm. your stance and what you're Mm -hmm. saying based on what you have shared about yourself, it's reasonable. It makes sense to me that you would feel that way. And giving people that benefit of the doubt that this is most likely a reasonable person, there's a a reasonable uh, chain of events or things that they've or experiences that they have had that led them to to land where they land on this issue. Where I think they are atrociously in in error, right? And if you do that to get to that level and understand someone's thoughts, at least for me in these conversations, I have to listen through things that are painful for me to Mm. to listen to and hear, but. I just don't think we make progress without it. I just don't think, um, you know, we listen, it's so easy to listen just to respond, just to get them to say something that you can like, like clap back at. And it's a posture of humility. I'm making myself vulnerable. I am want to take the shots because if, again, I, I just really believe, uh, if someone is not willing to take the shots, then we're not going to make progress as far as pursuing unity, uh, racial unity. So, um, Go in clinging to the fact that God is with me, I'm not in that meeting alone. you know what I mean the Lord is with me his His strength is empowering me. I'm not relying on my own strength if I feel like I can't do it, that's great. that's another reason to to just 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 being mindful God is with me, I'm being about his work right now. what I'm doing is in his name, this is for the sake of the kingdom like like this is godly work he He's with me in this, and I find strength in that and that's so you know listen first, listen well, and remember. You're not doing this alone. This this is if it's God's work, then you can 100 percent you can bank on the fact that He's with you, empowering you to continue on. That's great. I even love what you
1: said about, you know, someone has to like go first and pursue that mm-hmm. reconciliation and have the hard conversations. And because we are in Jesus, that we are empowered mm-hmm. to take to take those hits, you mm-hmm. know knowing that uh, my righteousness is in Christ and someone can say something hurtful right. or condescending and I can
2: handle that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like um, even if I, even if I feel like, Oh, you see me as less of a person because I'm black, which I have felt like I, I don't even want to go into details into some of the things that I've heard from Christians say just about black people are like this. Right. Hmm. Um. I, that person is not the source of the love that my soul needs, right? Yeah. I have a source where I receive infinite love, infinite, I mean, uh, where I receive ongoing affirmations of my dignity in him through, through through the word. I do have people in my life, obviously that love me as well, but it's like, if I don't need that from you, then I don't have to lash back at you if you don't give it to me. Uh, and I, I can continue on being content in life, um, even if you think, Black people like this, or black people like that, or whatever it is. So, um, yeah, that's a part of it. That's a part of it for me. Damn, Dang. That's good. I
1: mean, we could close this thing up, man. <laughs> like that's
2: that's really. Can good. I have one more thing? Yeah, yeah. always. Um, Nehemiah eight, Tim uh, says, "The joy of the Lord is my strength." Sometimes I think we sleep on how powerful joy in our souls is George Mueller has <clears throat> this a great quote. He says, The first great and primary business to which I ought to attend every day is to have my soul happy in the Lord. Mm-hmm. That resonates so strongly with me. And honestly, I don't know how people do it who don't have a consistent practice of of making their heart happy in the Lord. It's like when you're for me, when I feel joyless, it's when I feel the most spiritually weak. It's one of the most uh, susceptible to to temptation because I'm trying to find something to just pick me up. Uh, and oftentimes it's when your flesh just wants to run wild. But for me, I, I try to, I, I have a few things that I could just rattle off that are some of my favorite things about God, like his relentless pursuit of his people. Anything gets in the way of him pursuing and protecting his people, like it's, it's got to deal with him, right? He's coming for anything that's trying to uh, ultimately destroy his people. Um, Another thing is there's a verse that talks about as far as the East is from the West. So far he removes our sins from us. Big for me, I wrestle with approval, idolatry a lot. I I love the fact that God is, that Jesus is the resurrection and the life that he is reversing the curse of sin. And we'll be able to participate with, with him and join him in that. Like, those are things that I know when I remember those things, when I listen to songs that remind me, worship songs that remind me of those things. There are scriptures I can go to that just help me to, Feel joy in my heart and that strengthens me and that's one of the things that I wanted to try to find a way to get into the sermon was like There's such strength that we have when we are Rejoicing in the Lord and finding joy in him to fight in sin and it really is our strength The joy of the Lord really does give us strength as Christians and I want to encourage all of us to be about the work of just what is it that you love about God? Like, what are your favorite things about God? Keep those things on the forefront of your mind. Be in the daily practice of meditating on those things, finding scriptures and, and worship songs that remind you of those things. I think we'll find a lot of strength if we have that consistent practice and we'll just enjoy it because we'll just have more joy uh, in Him. It's a win win, if you would, Jake and Melly. It's I a win win, if win-win. you would.
1: Uh, I love that quote from George Mueller. It reminds me of, we're going to get into it in Philippians 4, Mm -hmm. when Paul says, whatever is pure and Mm -hmm. honorable and true, think about these things. Yeah. And I think that's, I think I'm scheduled to write that, but uh, I'm hoping for that one, it's going to be more practical. How do we get our minds in this soul posture to be like a Paul, a George Mueller, Mm -hmm. a Jesus, to like just constantly be in this default mode of contentment and joy in the Lord. And it is through those practices and just implementing them more and more into your life to where these truths get like soaked down into
2: your bones. I I don't know if we have a category for, I'm going to direct my thoughts very intentionally today in this moment, specifically around things that God says are things that God says are good um, and, and holy and righteous that's a I think that'd be a, a very good spiritually healthy paradigm shift for many of us I believe to be intentional about that I'm looking forward to you preaching on that bro it's gonna be great
1: if I teach it I assume so but okay. yeah yeah when you teach it, it's gonna be great <laughs>
2: <laughs> thanks
0: <laughs> alright well um, we're gonna close it up that's about all we have time for Aunt, thanks so much for being here my pleasure um, enjoyed we're it we're so grateful for you um, yeah guys check out the show notes for things we may have mentioned in the podcast you just swipe and find that and we'll see you next week
1: see y'all later see y'all